everyone, I'm Ari here with Rachel and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer podcast. This week we're on episode 189 and we're asking, how do you increase your writing speed? Before we dive into the topic, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening if you haven't already. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with friends and feel free to write a review. Okay, so we're talking about increasing your writing speed because obviously the faster you can type or write by hand, the quicker you can get your, your story completed, even if it's just the, the first draft. So yeah. That's why we're talking about this. Let's go with the first one, which is touch typing. So this is where you learn how to type without looking at the keys. Now, there are some schools of thought that say you need to learn proper placement of the fingers. And if you've ever taken an actual typing class, they are really specific about that, like super specific about that. I don't know. I I kind of have lots of different thoughts about this. I understand why proper placement is important. I do. But I also don't like it. I just don't. (laughs) I agree. I really don't like the proper placement for your fingers on the keys. Did you ever take a typing class in school? Not in school. When I had my first job, they, they sent me somewhere to do a very quick minor course because they paid for it for somebody else and I was replacing her and she left. So they were like, well, we've already paid for it. And yeah, it was, uh, thankfully, I only had to do that short day. And then I think what they did was they tried to hope you would carry on and do the next, you know, pay and get extra. And I just was like, no. Yeah. Okay. Because I had to take a typing course when I was a freshman in high school, because that was like the cusp of when people were slowly transitioning from handwritten essays to typed essays, because the computer was such a big thing back in the, well, I guess it was the early 2000s when I was in high school, but still, I remember taking a typing class my freshman year of high school and I purposely sat in the back so the teacher couldn't see me and we would just have to type out sentences and paragraphs and she was like, you're not allowed to look at the keyboard, your fingers need to be, I don't even know what the proper placement is, like your index fingers are on F and J and whatever and It was so precise. And I was like, nah, I've been writing on the computer since I was 10 years old. I was writing literal fan fiction that were like 100 chapters long. I was like, I got this. I don't type the correct way, but no, I'm not I'm not doing it your way. I already typed fast enough as it was. So I didn't do it the right way. And there was actually like for our tests, we would have a shield that would go over the keyboard. So you couldn't see. And I was already at the point where I'm like, I don't need to see the keyboard. I already got this. But because you couldn't see through the shield, how are you going to know where my fingers are? So I I never, I technically learned the correct way to do it, but it just, it's not for me. So if you want to learn how to type fast, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where your fingers are on the keys. Just do whatever is comfortable for you. And I understand that I think part of the reason why they tell you to put your fingers on a on the certain keys is for your posture. And that is actually one of the things that can help you type faster or just type well in general. If you're sitting up straight and you know where your hands are and then you have your neck straight up and you're facing, you're facing, obviously you're facing your computer screen, you're looking at your computer screen and not your hands then it kind of, it helps because it's obviously you're not hurting your back or your lower back or whatever it is. And it's just, I don't really know. I don't know the mechanics of our bodies. Okay. I don't know how it, how it works, but it's supposed to help. I sometimes sit like a gremlin. 
I, I put my feet up on the chair and then I'm all hunched over. And then I, I just like clicky clack on the keyboards. But if you want to learn how to type faster, then posture is a really good thing to keep in mind, not only just for the sake of typing quicker, but also just so you don't hurt yourself. Yeah, that's true. Posture does definitely help. But yeah, no, I I, I am the same way. It was just, I personally taught myself how to type when I was younger because we had we, we had a little bit of computers in a primary school for like, it was literally like a game. And I also grew up with the Sinclair uh, ZX Spectrum, which had a keyboard and certain games you had to type. So you kind of got used to that. And then I started writing on my mother or my grandmother, I can't remember which one it was, the old typewriter. So you kind of get used to how to do it. And this was well before anyone even thought about teaching me to type. And then it moved on to a word processor and then to a computer. So by the time I entered the workforce, I was already typing, similar to yourself, at a high speed. And while I wasn't using the exact correct positions, I was still using most of my fingers. My little finger almost never comes into it. I'll be honest, it sort of hangs out of the way, except for the odd, maybe the delete key or maybe the page up and down but nine times out of ten the the little ones are never used at all i don't even think my little fingers could reach yeah but you are supposed to like use all and it's good for dexterity to obviously use all your fingers so i think obviously if you are completely new to typing and you don't normally do it then going and taking a typing course might help if you have taught yourself i don't think it's as good because like for me as I said it wasn't a real class I got sent to I wouldn't class it as a class it was more like an introduction to typing you know I didn't really feel like it taught me much and all I remember was being told oh don't do that don't and it's like I I would have had to unlearn what I learned and relearn their way and that would have definitely taken time trying to pull myself back and no I'm not going to do that I didn't want to do that and I mean the only things I picked up from it was that you should type on a slant. It's what it's one of the reasons keyboards have those little legs at the back to sort of give you that slant. It is quite useful. And it's why I personally, just my opinion, I think that standalone keyboards with those little legs are better than typing on a flat laptop. Obviously, if you can elevate your laptop so that the back end lifts up a little bit, brilliant. And obviously get yourself a wrist rest. A wrist rest. Sounds wrong. You'd like a gel wrist rest to just give you a bit of um, support on your wrists. But yeah. By the way, I'm not going to talk about those horrible keyboards. They came out years ago, and every now and then people try and push them on you. It's where the keyboard's like humped in the middle, and the keyboard keys are broken into, and you're kind of your hands are. I don't know. I can't even explain it. If I remember, I will put a picture up on YouTube. But yeah, it's rather than the typical flat keyboard, they've separated the keys in the middle, and you've got half the keys on one side and half the keys on the other with a big hump in the middle, and it's meant to be faster. And it's crap. I've tried it. It's crap. It just made me more angry. But it did force you to use like your your hands on specific keys only, because I, I will admit when I'm typing, the odd finger will move across to the side it shouldn't do, because the whole point is you keep your hands on half of the keys and what you know the right hand deals with the right half the left hand deals with the left half and I will like lean across with my right hand or my left hand if I feel the need to so anyway I digress so yeah okay the next point obviously is practice it's obvious but we have to say it because you just never know the more you type the more you write the better you become it's like that with everything so when we talk about writing on the computer you want to write wide and what what that means write wide is do tests that make you write different words. You will find as a writer, there are probably so many words that you use, but there'll be a lot of words you use all the time. I'm not just talking like, you know, I, the, the, you will stick to the same sorts of words. There are words you will not use. 
I guarantee there are words you probably have never used in your manuscript. Maybe they never come up. But it's also that we sort of, if you think of a thesaurus, we have a habit of sticking to the same word choices. <laughs> and it's, it's why they suggest when you're doing any form of type test that you should try uh, writing the typical sentence, the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog because it uses all the letters in the alphabet. Because let's be honest, we don't use X and Z very often. The most common letter in the alphabet is E, followed by T, and X and Z are very uncommon, and you just don't add them very often to your to your typing repertoire, unless obviously your name has those in there and you're typing your name over and over. Yeah, so if you're practicing that sentence, you get used to typing all the different letters, and you won't, you'll be less likely to falter when it comes up to using a word with those letters. There won't be that kind of, oh, where's the X again? Where's the Z again? I mean, to be fair, X and Z aren't that bad anymore because if you're using shortcut keys, which is obviously control X is cut and control Z is undo. This is obviously for Windows. I do not know them for Mac. That is, a, is quite useful, but there, there will be letters you don't use as often as other ones. So yeah, that's that's all I'm saying. This is an extremely long-winded way of saying practice. You know, when you mentioned that though, it actually dawned on me that when you have your fingers on the supposed correct keys, it actually... The Z, X, and E, the most common letter, and also the T, technically, the two most common letters and then the two most uncommon letters, they're on the same side. So it's like, how even is, like, which hand is doing more work, do you think? And I have to ask you a question, because a lot of people disagree with me on this and think I'm weird for doing so. Um yeah, I guess they don't necessarily disagree. They just think I'm weird for doing this. When I did my typing class, we were not allowed to touch the caps lock button, like at all. I don't know why they were just like, don't use it. You don't need it. If you need to capitalize your eyes or capitalize the first letter of your the beginning of a sentence, you use shift and you press the the whatever letter you need. I don't do that. When I'm typing, I hit caps lock. Ari's oh, giving me a face. <laughs> when no. I'm typing, I... I do. When I'm typing, I hit caps lock. I type the letter. I hit caps lock again, and I continue. Oh, oh People think God. I'm so bizarre. Yes, yes, that is weird. I I never touch caps lock unless I'm doing everything in caps, and I almost never do that. So I I rarely touch the caps lock. I always use the shift. I'm using the control and the alt and the and the function keys. I I don't I don't use the caps lock. It's it's unless I catch it and then suddenly everything's in caps and you're like freaking hell I have to go back but no why would you give yourself <laughs> more keys to press because I taught myself how to type when I oh was 10 my God. No, and the bad. caps lock was capitalization I was like I need that so I used it <laughs> and to this day I still do it that way I can't like no it's very uncomfortable for me to hold down the shift key and then press whatever letter I need because it slows me down at this point I mean, I use shift for other things, same with control and alt and all that stuff. Like I'm very, I'm very savvy with keyboard shortcuts, but when it comes to actual typing and writing, uh, caps lock for the win. Please, somebody in the comments, let me know that I'm not alone and I have a feeling I'm going to be alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> although then again, I mean, I, I know so many people who still don't use shortcut keys in Windows and will oh, yeah. we'll use their mouse to like highlight, right click, and you're just like, are you kidding? And I'm not talking people of a certain age who were like, you know, like my parents, like boomer age, where they didn't come into computers as much as the younger generation and everything. I'm talking people my age and younger. 
I've seen them and they're highlighting and right click and it's like I mean even just flicking between screens most people don't seem to use the alt tab keys they use the mouse to click everything and it's like okay but not not on cut and paste and undo and redo it's like stop it no absolutely I agree uh both my cousins are gen z and neither one of them know what to do with a computer and the thing is I'm going to go a bit in depth I think part of the problem is when I was in school computers were just becoming a thing so yeah they were like oh we have to teach the next generation what a computer is and how to type and what the internet is and how to do this and how to do that but don't use wikipedia that's a big no-no it was a big thing and then time went on and i wasn't allowed to get a cell phone until i was 16 because i didn't need it until i got my license and all that stuff but the younger generations, they're getting a cell phone and an iPad or tablet or whatever at the age of like eight. And they're growing up with this technology. So they're not teaching typing in schools anymore. They're not doing any of that because they're like, oh, well, you grew up with this. You were born in this world that already has computers and typing and all that stuff. So therefore, by default, you already know everything there is to know about it. The thing is, if you want the kids to automatically know all this stuff, then you need to assume that the parents know all of this stuff. And a lot of them don't because this goes back to the boomers. My parents had no idea how to teach me how to type and they they still don't really, they're very slow with typing. They drive me nuts, my poor mother. but. I uh, everything that's on the computer my sister and I taught our cousins how to do certain things because we kind of we grew up with it and we learned how to adapt whereas like our parents didn't and Gen Z and younger generations they were just kind of thrown in and it they just assumed that oh they they're born with a technological brain apparently actually I'm going to add to that it always surprises me when you hear of uh, the generation below struggling with it because you think how it's like you know as you said they were born with this but at the same time they weren't they weren't because when computers came out when I was in school and I was in school in the 90s it was exciting because not everybody had a computer not everybody used a computer not everyone felt comfortable with it it was very separated and the people that had them wanted to do things and it was very a lot of trial and error like you taught yourself html you taught yourself css you went on and did created really bizarre websites and you went and tried new things and you 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 got to experience all this stuff whereas now look at it now do to make a website here go to this website and drag and drop everything that way if something goes wrong you don't know you need a tech support person everything's big pictures it doesn't you know you you had to find those things i remember learning like adobe acrobat and having to i spent like two hours on adobe acrobat working out the best way of creating shareable forms and all these different things and so many people like oh I don't know how to do that it's like no I didn't either I I and this was before you know everything was on YouTube it's like no now you have everything on YouTube and everything on blogs you can go find all this information but before it was you just you spent time dicking about on it until you figured out what you were doing and now there isn't everything's handed to you do you want to make a template here's how to do it we'll give you all the stuff we'll show you how to do it we'll just do it for you i mean good god i'm never going to go into the whole ai thing of them doing everything as well so you don't even have to you know connect your brain and and write anything these days that's a whole topic for another another podcast i am not going to go into that otherwise i will get on a really angry rant but yeah so 
while the next generation has come up with technology, it's a totally different technology. They didn't have to learn the same things. I'm not saying everybody, obviously, there's different things, and a lot of you know the younger generation have created new things, and it's brilliant. But yeah, I I have seen that it's a totally different thing from what we learned. And I'm a bit sad about that because it's like having that fun of, of learning things and finding things out. It's like you mentioned Wikipedia. That wasn't around when I was at school. We had Encarta. Shout out in the comments to anyone who remembers Encarta. I have no like, idea what that is. <laughs> oh, I feel so old. <laughs> but you had to learn how to research. You had to and it, you know, had to go down to the library and get books out. Now yes. it's like type it in. So a, a, an article comes up and they just grab the information. It's like, do you even know if that's real? Did you even check to see if that's correct? Or did you literally use the first page of, of Google? Because how many people go past the first two pages of Google? I know for a Nobody. fact people I know don't do that. I try and go like, I'll do the first two pages and then I jump to the 15th page. I don't know why it's the 15th, but I like to jump to the 15th. You know, there's other things, but it's like, they just grab things and and that's it. There's no, learn. and again, I'm not, this is, I know it sounds like I'm just picking on a certain generation and being all like, oh, the older generation don't know what they're doing. The younger generation don't know what they're doing. We don't know what we're doing either. Everybody is in a similar boat in different ways. You know, that's just, it's just the way it is. This is not me having to go at anybody. I'm just saying the way society has brought us up, has shifted and the way the technology has changed, has made it this way. And this is well off topic. So we're going to swing it back to that. It absolutely is off topic. <laughs> because we talked about shortcuts, shortcut keys is another way of speeding things up. If the more things you can stay away from your mouse while typing, the quicker you will type. So if you can learn the shortcut keys for things like justified, centered, bold, uh, italics, making this, the text bigger, making the text smaller, those are the basics. There are so many more. Just learn a few of them. The more you can incorporate where you're not touching your mouse, same with moving between screens and tabs, anything you can do where you're keeping your hands on the keyboard makes it quicker. So yeah, I would suggest that as well. I agree. And I actually don't really know why I put handwriting in my notes because that doesn't really make any sense for typing. So we can omit that. Because we're talking about writing speed, not typing speed. And some people do handwrite. So I think it is important to add. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I agree with the whole uh, shortcut thing. It does take some time to memorize some of the shortcuts, I'll admit. But that's why Google is your friend. In that case, you can just go to the first page of Google because it'll just pop up. But my next point is handwriting. We're going to forget the typing for a second and we're going to talk about handwriting because there are a lot of people who do handwrite their novels or short stories or whatever, but we all handwrite at one point or another, no matter what it is. And I think if you want to practice and write quickly, I think one of the best way to do that is to hold your pen or pencil correctly. I say correctly, imagine quotes around that word, because obviously we were just talking about typing correctly and neither one of us do that. So don't really listen to us. But I don't think I hold my pen or pencil correctly. I don't think I ever did. I, I do vaguely remember my teachers always trying to correct me, but it was never comfortable for me. And I have really small baby hands anyway. So I don't know if that's part of it, but I, I don't think I hold it correctly. But the way I hold it is comfortable for me. So in a way, to me, I hold it correctly. But again, this kind of helps with your posture. And I think it just, I don't really know what handwriting does. I think it can strengthen 
your hand muscles, it can strengthen your wrist, but it can also hurt you as well. So, I mean, when you're handwriting and also when you're typing, you got to know when to take breaks and give your wrists a rest. I know for me, my wrists almost always hurt like a week before a NaNoWriMo session. I don't know why. It's like my body just knows and is like, we just got to prepare for the worst. So we're going to get it out of the way now. Yeah, I can see that. It's like psychosomatic, it gets ready. <laughs> I have to admit, I, I, I do hold the pen correctly. It was not officially, but beaten into me. It was kind of like, you know, massive amounts of screeching of holding the pen correctly. Obviously, the best pen you can get is like, because not, not all pens and pencils are equal. And you'll know that if you find a really good quality pen, you're like a really good, comfortable pen that you will defend with your life. And you get angry if it goes missing because you know some bugger has stolen it. And then you go around looking and getting angry about it. You know that type of pen. So, yeah, obviously, if you can write and you can hold it correctly, but get a good pen. Obviously, depending on how your grip is, you might want a thicker, chunkier pen. I have found that certain people find the bigger, thicker pens actually quite more comfortable. And then, obviously, some people prefer them with, like, um, the special grips that just sort of fit your fingers better. Little things like this. That can all help. Anything that can remove the the ache and the pain and the discomfort will help. And obviously, I'm just going to add, be careful with pressure. The harder you press down, the more tension you get in your hand and your wrist, and it will cause issues. And I say that as someone who, when the, when I do write with a pen, I do dig in, you know, like heavy pressure. Um, and it hurts. And I know I, I need to start being better. But I'll be honest, when I was learning to type, when I moved from typewriter to computer... <laughs> And I was at school and I'd been learning on a typewriter. I was often called out by name because I typed so hard. And it was because I had a typewriter where you have to hammer the keys to get that ink, you know, the, the little thing to hit an ink onto the paper. And there would often be the teacher going, who the hell is typing so heavy? And it was always me. And I'm surprised I didn't break anything. So, yeah, pressure on when, when the typing or handwriting is important. So try and ease, da ease down. Yeah, no, you you definitely bring up a good point because I'm one of those people that presses really hard when I handwrite as well. I don't know why I do it. It's probably the way I hold the pencil. I actually just, while you were talking, I Googled a picture of the supposed correct way how to hold a pencil. And I'm looking at the pictures and the supposed wrong way is exactly how I hold my pencil, except I use four fingers. You're, the picture that I'm looking at, it shows like the 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 thumb and the index finger and then like, all your other fingers tucked behind. I don't do that. I don't do that at all. But I do, I press really hard and then my hand hurts after a little while. And I think with the, the typing on the keyboards, it depends on the keyboard too, because keyboards are different. Like you have like the Mac computers, for example, all the, all the keys are really flat and they're thin. And then you have like the desktop computers, like back in the nineties, the keyboards, the keys were like two inches thick. They were massive. And so, yeah, you couldn't help but be loud. Now I'm going on another rant. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this is, a, this is a weird episode. Just go with it, people. Sorry, guys. We're almost done. <laughs> uh, I'm going to throw up another possible tip. Now, I have I kept telling myself I would try it, and I didn't, so I probably should have done it before this. But I have heard from different people and on different places on the internet, so obviously it's definitely true. But hey, you can always try it is that if you switch to Comic Sans, don't groan, people. I know. Everyone seems to have an issue with Comic Sans. I always liked it, but 
if you switch to Comic Sans, it actually is easier to type. I don't know if it's when you're reading it as you're typing. It just, I don't know. I don't know what the science is behind it, but apparently there have been people who've said that it has helped them be more productive and helped them get out of writer block. And yeah, you know, helps them with world peace. Who knows? Obviously, it's just the, the be all and end all of everything. Might not be true. Might be true. Don't know. Give it a try. It might be the one thing that works. And you're like, oh my God, Comic Sans has just created my novel we're not saying publishing comic sans please don't do that in fact please only publish in serif again that's my personal opinion but it's so much easier to read if it's in serif i'm so sick of seeing books published in like Arial. just don't do that if you can help it again personal opinion and also what most standard industry prefer but hey never mind and also the other one is coloured screen, if you can change your screen. Now that helps dyslexics as well. If you're dyslexic, apparently, if you have a yellow, a pale yellow or pale blue, it can actually have a better effect when you're reading. So try it. You never know. It might be perfect for you. Yeah. Okay. That's my last main point. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't really know how or why that works, but we have mentioned that before. If you're, if you have a bout of writer's block and you're trying to like get out of writer's block, like if you switch up the way that you write, whether you switch from handwriting to typing or vice versa, or if you're already typing on a computer, like we've mentioned, change the font size, change the font uh, type, change the font color, change the background color. And for some reason, that just kind of tricks your brain into looking at something new and fresh. So it makes a lot of sense that if you want to try to type faster, change to Comic Sans or change the background color or something, because It'll make you feel that more productive and you may or may not even really type that much faster, but because you're being more productive, you feel like you're getting more done. Therefore, you feel like you're typing faster. It's all psychological. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't tried it either. <laughs> and finally, one of the other ways that you can practice your typing and increase your typing speed is doing those like little typing tests and they, you can just Google typing speed test and a bunch of things will pop up. Ari and I are going to leave a link in the description. And basically these tests, they're just time tests and they'll give you random sentences and paragraphs that you have to type. And it'll keep track of how many words per minute you write. And it'll also keep track of your errors and take the average and this, that, and the other. And I came across one on Google. I don't even really know if it's any good, but Ari and I did it. I got 93 words per minute. And yes, that's me typing incorrectly with caps lock. And I'm proud. And I got 84. Although I am going to say a caveat. The one I did had the American spelling of jewelry and I had to constantly keep going back and deleting my letters and adding the correct ones because you guys spell jewelry wrong. Different, sorry. How do you spell it? Different. Uh, J-E-W-E-L-L-E-R-Y, jewelry, not jewelry. Oh, so yeah. So you, you miss letters out. Like I know, color. yeah, the double the double L is like a huge, it's like traveling and stuff like that. Yeah. You guys do double L, we do one L, which I, I agree, it should be two L's. I definitely agree. I know why you guys do that. It was uh, back in I the don't. history. It was, you know, when you send telegraph, telegrams? Yeah. It was, it, was, it cost per letter. So that's why apparently certain letters oh. were cut out, uh, like the U from color. It just you you didn't need a lot of these letters. I agree, you don't need these letters, but we got told them. So you actually cut them out because it cost more when you sent telegrams 
because you had to put the double L. So they just they got rid of all that crap and it just stuck. So what you're saying is they found a way to type faster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, obviously, please try the um, the test and if possible, drop your words per minute. Uh, we did. I think it was the one minute test, didn't we? I did the one minute test. Did you do the one minute test? Uh, I drop did. your answers in the comments. See what I'd like to know what you did. And just to give you an idea, because we don't want anyone getting stressed about themselves. Targets for adults. The average speed of an adult typing is 40 words per minute and over. Above average is 50 words per minute or over. Productive speed starts at 60 words per minute. High speed is 70 words per minute. And competitive is 120 words per minute. So, and obviously, again, I'd like to say, like, obviously, if you're doing 40 words above, you are at the average speed or, above, you know, or any of the other extras. Even if you're not, there is no right or wrong speed. We're just talking about speed increase because it's something we wanted to talk about just as a random. We have seen people say, how do I get faster at typing? Because obviously the faster you are at typing and writing, the quicker you can produce your stories. And it just it is more productive in that way. But it will come with practice. You know, we don't want anyone doing this and going, oh, I only got 42. That's fine. There is no wrong answer with this. In fact, in the end, accuracy is better. It's what, what's, what's the term? Give me a minute. I've got to remember it. Slow is smooth. Smooth is fast. That's why they say if you're doing a t if you're doing certain tasks, if you're rushing them and making errors, it's not as good as if you go slowly because then you go slowly. It makes it smoother. Smoother makes it faster. So while we are talking about speed, if you're if you're hitting 100 words a, mi uh, 100 words a minute, but your accuracy is 40 percent, <laughs> don't do that. Bring your word speed down and get your accuracy up. So just something to think about. Just, you know, this was just a silly random episode. So, yeah. Okay, with that, let's let's get off this episode. We'll turn it over to you guys. Do you know your words per minute? If not, take that test and let us know your answers in the comments. We'd love to chat about it. Remember, we do release new episodes every Wednesday. Next week, we're discussing creating your author website with a special guest. To ensure you don't miss it, do hit the subscribe button on your way out. As always, thanks for listening to the Mayor Ride podcast, and we'll see you next week. This podcast is brought to you by Stuffed Bookshelves. Our TBR piles are huge. The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.